This is the West Michigan Sports Show, presented by the United States Air Force. Now, here's your host, Brandon Worth. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the West Michigan Sports Show here on News Radio WBRN. Brandon Ward joining you here this lovely Saturday afternoon and a special Saturday afternoon here. Is before we get into the show, want to make sure to take a moment and say thank you from the bottom of my heart, as well as all of our fan listenership and everybody else around here in this great country, the United States of America. Thank you all for what you do. All of you veterans out there, today is for you, and we continually thank those that have served, are serving, and will serve in the future for our freedom and defense as a country. I can't thank enough all of the great people, and especially those that gave their lives to give us the freedoms that we enjoy today. So really, without further ado, giving a standing ovation to all of our veterans. I know it's not a lot here over the radio waves, but it's enough gesture, hopefully, to all of you that are listening, um, that are veterans or maybe not veterans, uh, maybe from a family of veterans or have friends or family or as well, maybe good, good people that you know that serve. Um, tell them thank you and tell them how much today means to you and to them. And I think it certainly is worth recognizing. And especially with our primary sponsor of the show, it goes hand in hand, the United States Air Force. Thanks to all of those that help make this show possible. It's a special shout out to you, especially on today like today here for Veterans Day, as well as our other great sponsors uh, for this show that have given a lot of shout outs as well uh, over the last couple of days in recognition of Veterans Day weekend. Many probably went over to the parade if you're in the Big Rapids area, very successful event as well. Uh, but those sponsors include the Schuberg Insurance Agency, Quadicon Truck Repair, Altercare Big Rapids, Johnson's Automotive, Macasta Osceola Transit Authority, Paris Auto Sales and Service of Big Rapids, and the Macasta Osceola Career Center. Thank you all for making this show possible. And thank you again to all of our veterans that have made this show possible because it couldn't be done without you at the end of the day. We've got a great show in store for you here today. Postseason sports recaps. we got a lot of teams that are competing still here in volleyball. We'll get over some of those scores here from the opening district as well as regional rounds for those that may have made it. Uh, we'll get to all those scores as well. If you're looking for football, I got some bad news and good news for you. The bad news is we're recording this on Friday because we have a hectic next Friday and Saturday upcoming in the area for sports. Uh, for me, especially working um, with Reed City High School on Friday night as well as Fair State University on Saturday, a full slate. Uh, so not able to record uh, on Saturday to get you those scores. But I promise you, as the good news catch, you can tune in next week, guarantee the rundown on Big Country 100.9 to go over all of the football scores from the Reed City McGrath game stats analysis and more um, from those games so you can go on to big country 100.9 on facebook or youtube to get everything csa football here from this past week and we'll get you all up to date on that we got a great preview that was already out for some great matchups here this week um, which you'll probably already know the outcomes by by the time you hear this show so hopefully they're all good things um, as well as we'll break down to finish out the show we will have a special segment i'll be diving in to something that has newly passed in the world of high school sports and i'm going to talk about what that means when it compares to college sports, the idea of NIL is coming to the state of Michigan in high school sports. I'll talk to you what passed, what it means, and what the future implications are 
in this state. But getting right into it here, getting back to all the scores we may have missed last week, weren't able to get onto um, the recap scoreboard due to obviously uh, a very hectic weekend. Is there? It feels like every week is a hectic week when you got teams continually advancing in the playoffs. It's a good problem to have uh, at the end of the day. But uh, when it came to volleyball action, the CSAA champions um, in volleyball at the end of the day, congratulations um, to a, for a fine tournament. Uh, all the way across the board. Um, just a dominant performance you saw uh, from Kent City, able to win themselves a CSAA conference crown. Uh, so big shout out to them. They played a very, very good season um, and are very well deserving at the end of the day uh, for all the work that they did. But over into the district rounds as well as into the regional rounds for volleyball, starting on October 24th, which was just the end of the regular season, Kent City falling to Shelby uh, in tournament action. Action, I believe, or just non-conference overall, uh, losing two sets to one, as well as Kent City falling to Whitehall in two sets. Lakeview takes Wyoming Lee with a three-set victory uh, in a five-set matchup there um, against Wyoming Lee on the road. So big win for them, um, as well as Grant taking down Wyoming Potter's House Christian in three sets to nothing. To the 26th, Central Montcalm wins a thriller over Blanchard Montebello, three sets to one. Cadillac sweeps Grayling, and I it's a daunting number. Uh, the, rec- the number in the book says 25-0 and 26 nothing. If that happened to you, Grayling, I am so sorry. And I, I give you my dearest of prayers that you can get on track here very soon. Just not an, it's just a really tough, nightmarish situation uh, to go into a game like that. If the scores were correct, I'm very much hoping that it's just a typo. Uh, Molly Stanwood battles with Cadillac. It was only a two-set win for Cadillac, but it was certainly close. 25-23 and 26-24. How about that competitive game between the Vikings and the Mohawks? Crossroads Charter Academy uh, falls to Lakeview, uh, three sets to nothing. Grant ta- or takes down Kellogg, Middleville Thornapple Kellogg, that is, three sets to one. Uh, Molly Stanwood also in a tight knit battle again with Ross Common. Reed City beats uh, Leroy Pine River and McBain, both two set victories. Here we go, all to the nitty gritty in district action. Molly Stanwood sweeps Mason County Central in the opening round, three sets to nothing. Uh, they're in District 70 opener over to District 35 on November 1st when the heat of the postseason began. Big Rapids sweeps Manistee, three sets to nothing. Ludington takes down Reed City and ends the Coyotes' great season, uh, three sets to nothing at Ludington. Uh, Standish Sterling uh, comes back, but can't get the job done against Chip Hills. Chip Hills wins three to one, a big win there over Standish Sterling. West Catholic sweeps Nuego, three sets to nothing. Kent City battles tough with Grant after losing the opening set. The Eagles get three straight to win over the Tigers, 3-1. Central Montcalm takes on Tri-County, three sets to nothing in dominating fashion. Moe Stanwood is able to beat White Cloud, three sets to one. And Puama Westphalia ends Lakeview season, three sets to nothing there. November 2nd, Big Rapids had the pleasure of taking on the Orioles of Ludington. And Ludington, unfortunately, let it loose on them. A dominant three-set win over the Cardinals. Chippewa Hills loses to Gladwin three sets to nothing. The Eagles battle tough with West Catholic. They give the Falcons all they could handle, but at the end of the day, West Catholic advances three sets to one. Central Montcalm battles the Black Knights of Belding to five sets just losing a heartbreaker 15-13 in the penultimate as the Black Knights win 3-2 over the Hornets. And finally, Molly Stanwood's season comes to an end against Shelby 
the last CSAA team standing, uh, I'm always stand with that is three sets to one. The Tigers take down the Mohawks. So there's the CSAA action in volleyball. Congrats to all of those on great seasons, nonetheless. Uh, and definitely be proud of yourselves at the end of the day because it was a great season overall. You can tell the conference is starting to get better uh, and more competitive, which is a great thing to see. Regardless of conference, regardless of sports, having better sports overall to watch as a fan, as an athlete to compete in, as well as media to report on, it makes everybody's lives easier. Uh, unfortunately, the wins and losses uh, can hurt and also be as victorious as much as they could have ever been. But at the end of the day, it's still great to see all of our athletes getting back to the swing of things and really doing well uh, in action overall. Uh, to finish out here, this first segment here before we go to a commercial break, big shout out to all of those MHSA cross country finalists for a great performance down at Michigan International Speedway. Uh, big shout out to my alma mater, Reed City, finishing fourth place as a team the best since 1982 with a big time second place finish overall by Gus Rohde who dominated that race finishing second uh, as well as Anthony Cannis 15th and 29th for Ryan Allen all receiving all state honors there in division three boys race found by Central Montcalm who also had standout performances uh, with a fifth place finish as a team right behind Reed City led by sophomore standout Gage Hoffman finishing eighth and senior Graham Coaston finishing 25th uh, also some individuals that were all state from that contest or that race, I should say, in Division Three. Sammy Martini, who is now headed his way to Wayne State next year, I've heard. So congratulations to Sam on his commitment, uh, who placed fifth overall, followed as well by senior Tyler Vining of Molly Stanwood, uh, who finished off his cross-country career with a 151st place finish in a hectic Division Three race. Also, shout out to White Cloud as well for great performances uh, in Division Four um, for a great overall team record there on the boys side we're finishing 16th as well uh great places from them uh over on the girls side in division three uh great individual performances all the way around from csa individuals um as well cameron saladay finishing eighth for lakeview lila volkers finishing 10th for kent city miranda mcneil for the mohawks Molly stanwood in 16th and ava hollinsworth finishing 18th uh for chippewa hill so congratulations to them uh also break Great performance from the Hornets uh, of Central Montcalm, uh, finishing very well, as well as a team third place and 12th place finishes for Kaya Hoffman, Ashley Chapanis, Grace Coaston in her sophomore season, snatched the final All-State spot with a 30th mark right on the button to be able to steal her way into an All-State medal. In Division Two as well in the final race recovering here in the local area. Uh, good performances there from the individuals on the boys' side. Uh, Hayden Gould and Alex Culver representing Big Rapids and Tri-County respectively finishing 109th and 170th out of a was a heavily contested 252-person field uh, as I mentioned in the article. For one that has ran this race before, it's a whole different animal. You're talking facing off against the best of the best in the state, 250 of the best runners in every division in each category. It is an absolute different way of racing. And especially when you look at some of these high numbers, like oh, 109th, that doesn't seem too great. That's still better than half of the state that was able to get to this meet. So finishing in the top half of the state finalist is in extremely impressive. So congrats to all of our CSA competitors and all their great success uh, from this past weekend at Michigan International Speedway. Can't make it enough more known how much it warms my heart to see cross country starting to 
put its way on the map here in the area. Love to see that. But we're going to take a quick break. We're going to pay some bills. We'll be right back with paying some more bills. We're talking NIL in high school. It's going to get fun. You're listening to the West Michigan Sports Show here on WBRN. Welcome back to the second half of the show here on News Radio WBRN. We're talking name, image, and likeness in high school sports. And we're diving right into it. This is a topic that I've had the ability to experience not only for myself, but also with a couple of the athletes that I know um, in the Ferris State Sports Circuit, a couple of them um, with NIL deals uh, in some shape or form, uh, not necessarily in a national facet like you see at the Division I level, um, but it's definitely starting to take over the world of college sports. You're seeing a lot of these athletes that were once just regular student athletes, not necessarily degrading them when I say the word regular, of course, but more or less just the normal student athlete. Never thought of them being an influencer like they are now. When you look at some of the high Division I caliber athletes, um, you're seeing a lot of some of these athletes making a career off of what they're doing in four years, monetary-wise. I mean, it's, it's incredible to see some of the evaluations and deals that a lot of these athletes are able to make when you look at big names like Bronny James, of course, the son of LeBron James at USC already. Um, And he's probably one of the biggest athletes that this bill that was passed in the state of Michigan would have affected if he were to be in the mitten or spend his time in the mitten as a high school athlete. But of course, with LeBron being from Akron, I'm sure that wouldn't happen. But uh, at the end of the day, you look at some people like Bronny James, you look at Olivia Dunn. Many of you might know from LSU, the uh, women's gymnast that has pretty much made an entire living off of this NIL thing. And with the work that she's done, it's incredible just to see her evaluation continually going up each and every week. Um, as well as there's a lot of other athletes, especially in Division One college football. You talk about Shador Sanders, Deion Sanders' son playing quarterback at Colorado, Caleb Williams, the Heisman winner, flasher from USC. Uh, a lot of these athletes are making really, really good money off of NIL. And the fact of the matter is a lot of people have mixed feelings about NIL. And I can understand that as one that does have mixed feelings about it myself. There's a lot of things that really are beneficial. I mean, when you talk about name, image, and likeness, being able to have these athletes use their personal brand, uh, their name, image, and likeness, hence the NIL term, being able to make money off of that, using themselves in commercials or being able to promote brands that they enjoy they're able to really capitalize business-wise on who they are and what they've worked for. And that's something that really benefits a lot of these athletes. And it's really cool to see at the end of the day, the amount of money that's being thrown at some of these top tier athletes. And of course, a lot of the money that's not being thrown at some other athletes and how it's definitely just making it seem like recruiting has gotten even more in the gray area and makes things a little bit more fishy. That could be one of the downsides, especially uh, when you're talking about the leveling of the playing field. Not really the case with NIL anytime soon, but um, when it comes to NIL, in of its sense, what it is, it's something that is helping collegiate athletes making a living off of being a collegiate athlete, right? And there's been a lot of stories that have been told uh, from a lot of athletes saying when they went to college, they couldn't afford to pay tuition each and every month, or even if they did, that they weren't able to spend money on food and that uh, things like NIL, or uh, of course you hear of all of the um, the backdoor dealings now from how long ago, um, where they're able to maybe sell some of their merchandise and this and that. 
those are opportunities for them to make that money to be able to provide for themselves. Now, the NIL is more of a formalized way, contractual way to do that. What does that mean for the high school level, right? There was a bill passed in Lansing not too long ago. This was back, I believe, in on October 19th, uh, if I remember correctly. It was either the 18th or the 19th um, that okayed the bill for making NIL deals um, be acceptable um, by high school athletes. Now, what does that mean? It means that these athletes can go out and they can make agreements, contractual agreements to promote a brand, to promote a company, work with them, shoot commercials, post on social media, and be able to make money back from that. Now, a lot of you might be thinking out there, why in the world did they just open the floodgates to a population that doesn't have the proper boat to be able to withstand the waves. Before you go that far, let me tell you this. The waves ain't no way near what it is at the collegiate level, especially Division One. If you think that there's going to be an absolute just surplus filing its way in of NIL deals in all the local school districts, no, that's not what's going to happen. There was actually a survey done by the Detroit News in uh, the article that they were able to write. It was really well done uh, about this. And they said that they had talked to the MHSA and the legislation that um, made the, the committee um, that were able to vote on this issue, which I believe that it did pass at the end of the day across the, uh, across the House desk, 66 to 43, I believe it was the number. Um, so it was actually pretty tight comparison um, to some of the other other states that may or may not be going on this and based on projections and predictions moving forward state by state. But they estimated that this law right now would affect out of the 180,000 estimated student athletes that the MHSA uh, governs over in the state of Michigan, this would affect 25 of them, 25 out of 180 thousand individuals. That is a very, very small sample size. For those math majors out there, yes, that is less than 1%, even less than 0.001% of the population of athletes we have in the state of Michigan. So it's not directly affecting everyone. Now, what it is doing, and there's a big discretion on this, what this desk passing, this bill passed over the desk means is now schools can allow these athletes to be able to make these deals. And really, in the sense of how that the bill was structured, is that they can't withhold these athletes from going out and doing that, right? Since they're high school athletes. That's been the big notion. They're high school. The schools can tell them no. They can say, no way, you can't be doing that. Now they can't do that. That is something that they cannot control. The athletes have the power to go out and do it themselves and be able to benefit from that. However, this bill does have some prohibiting items within NIL that can be rejected. Many of those can probably think already uh, of a couple now that are no-nos when it comes to high school athletes endorsing. One of them being alcohol, of course, because high school student athletes are underage and they should not be drinking at that level. So, of course, you can endorse that with an NIL deal. The second one being adult entertainment. Obviously, we can all agree that one should be nowhere near um, the NIL realm, especially at the high school level, let alone any other level of endorsement whatsoever. Um, But those are the main two that um, cannot necessarily be done uh, in these NIL deals uh, or be related to that in the sense 
for Michigan high school student athletes. There's a couple other ones in there as well. I believe um, when it comes to things that they can't be endorsing some of those, obviously uh, it comes a lot with the age, right? Like uh, I said, alcohol, tobacco is being another one, um, firearms, uh, controlled substances, uh, sports gambling, those, those sort of items you cannot uh, endorse at the high school level. So those are the things that they kept out of it um, at the end of the day, but they're able to go out and do it now. They're able to go out and they are able to go make some of these deals if they want to, right? That's not necessarily making them go make a deal, but it's not prohibiting them from not making a deal. So at the end of the day, they have that opportunity now. That's the biggest change when it comes to this rule uh, going across the desk of Governor Whitmer and the House of Representatives and going through to pass um, as well. There's also one other piece of the bill that I almost forgot to mention. Uh, for those that may be thinking this as a high school student, uh, may or may not have thought, I might have thought about this one in one of my day here if I had NIL opportunities. Does that mean I could get out of school for that? No, you can't do that. That bill also prohibits student athletes from signing contracts that would make the individual uh, miss school at any point or time during their class schedule. So they cannot do that. Um, This bill was introduced back in June uh, and it passes all the way in October. So four months it took for them to get this done. Uh, And it's going to have some impact for the future, right? It is going to be very interesting where it goes based on the amount of numbers. Because the reality of it is, obviously I mentioned the number 25 out of 180,000. Whether we like it or not, that number is going to rise, right? The influx of media, the additional power that they've had, um, as well as just the power that athletes have gotten in the world of entertainment over the years, that number is going to increase. And especially now that we're talking about this being passed and now that students are out allowed to go and make these deals without being rejected or prohibited by the school uh, outside of those, obviously, those regulatory items that they cannot endorse. It is going to make the industry much more powerful. Companies, local businesses, individuals with representation now have a little bit more power in the high school sports realm. Some may think that's a good thing. Some may not think that's a good thing. But at the end of the day, The money will be starting to flow a little bit when it comes to who they want to endorse their product. And if they're not able to get somebody that's a quote unquote influencer or an influential public figure in their area, who else is probably looked at more times than often in the community when it comes to all the news, everything around it, it's their high school athletes. Cause that's especially in the small towns like we have around here in big rapids and all around sports, take up a lot of the great entertainment in our communities, right? We go to football games. We go to basketball games. We go to softball games. We go to soccer games, cross country meets, wrestling tournaments, yada, yada, yada. It's all those events that drive money within ticketing, parking, all of those sort of entry fees. Obviously, we get to postseason, the MHSA benefits from that. But now you're adding a whole new element for the athletes to get back and be able to make money now for themselves with these endorsements for some of their local businesses if they were able to land a juncture with them. So it's a very interesting concept, one we're going to be watching for now until years to come. Thank you so much for listening in here to the West Michigan Sports Show. If you missed out on any episodes, Don't be afraid. Go back to WBRN.com. Go on the podcast tab, the West Michigan Sports Show. You can catch up on any episode you may have missed along the way. Appreciate all of you guys for tuning in. We'll see you here next week. And until next time here on the West Michigan Sports Show, Brandon Work signing off.